You're listening to the Growth in Numbers podcast. At the end of the day, this podcast is not for the small-minded. This podcast is for the type of people that think like us, that are growth-oriented, that want to surround themselves with people that are pushers, that are trying to grow, trying to learn new things, expand their horizons, expand their networks, become more, do more, and make more. If you're growth-minded, this is a podcast for you. Welcome back to the second episode of the Growth in Numbers podcast. I'm Brendan McCaffrey, owner of Mr. Holiday's Lighting and Pressure Washing Services out of Long Island, New York. And I'm joined again with my co-host, Creighton Caudell. Creighton, how are you doing this week? Doing well. Thanks, Brendan. I'm Creighton Caudell, home service business owner based out of Northwest Indiana. Uh, we're here today with a good friend of mine, John White, with True Mountain Marketing. I'm excited uh, to bring you this episode. John, John has a lot of experience in scaling and helping home service businesses create an awesome brand, build a badass website, and own and operates True Mountain Marketing, a marketing firm that has absolutely blown up the last five years. I'm excited to introduce you to him and for him to tell a story and bring some value. John, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, kind of gave me a brief rundown, but my name is John White. I've been doing marketing for about 15 years for SMB, small and medium-sized businesses, a lot in the service industry. You know, people like Creighton, uh, you know, people like Brennan that are kind of, you know, basically trying to scale small services into a larger concept um, and then working with them to build their brands, bring in new clients, um, generate online leads uh, and make sure that they can focus on their day to day while we run and manage the online side of things. I've um, been doing that with True Mountain, which we started about four or five years ago, I think five now. Uh, and we've got about 190 small business owner clients throughout the U.S. We're in about 29, 30 states, which is really cool. Um, so we've been able to kind of see different struggles in different areas. You know, we were coast to coast. So you kind of get to see what the East Coasters do versus what the West Coasters do and then see a lot of what they do similar. And you can apply that um, throughout basically your day to day business, which has helped us uh, from the marketing kind of side of things. So the general gist is it we do a lot of webs, websites, a lot of advertising, and a lot of branding, and uh, we do pretty good at it. <laughs> Awesome. I would I would say so. I've I've been uh, fortunate to work with John on a couple occasions. He's helped me, uh, Brendan, develop outdoor lighting brand Luminate and uh, Level Ten Epoxy. Recently launched Concrete Coatings Company. Uh, I've seen I've, it's been pretty cool to see their company go from literally nothing to something now. I remember sitting in John's townhouse with him and his uh, partner John O'Gross. Absolutely hilarious guy. If you saw a picture of him, you just laugh. Um, they were just starting to build websites and John was running a two, $300 million lumber companies marketing at that time. And I've just seen the scale. So it's pretty sweet to go see a, a local small business owner scale beyond just uh, the region here and uh, kind of honestly work with people all over the place. So uh, kudos to you, John, for that. John, tell us a little bit about what True Mountain's great at and, and what you guys do best. Yeah, I think for what we started, uh, scaling in our business side was, was we finally focused on what we were the best at, which was the web design and web development side of the world. Uh, we have a full team of 10 in-house people um, all in the US, which is big for me. Most of them are local um, to where our office is outside of Chicago and St. John, um, which is really cool. So what we do is we've basically created a business model where we've, instead of charging clients 15,000, 20,000 for a website, uh, we created a reoccurring revenue 
um, setup, which lowered the cost for the business owners and then also allowed us to offset um, a lot of long term costs and then scale in a better way without having to chase every sale. Um, and we've kind of implied a lot of that to our clients to make sure that we're not a high cost of basically having to work with because there's nothing worse in business than going in and then being like, all right, I'm about to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on marketing and I still haven't got my first client. Uh, so we've kind of developed a really cool business model for the customers, like, you know, different small business owners that also offers a product that is very high end still. And we've got enough clients now where we can spend a little more time making sure every project's really great and everybody's kind of taken care of as best as possible instead of just shooting people out the door um, just to get the sale done with and call it a day. Um, so we kind of build the websites from the ground up and then we do the ongoing support and growth of the website over the course of about a year or two, uh, which you've, you've seen kind of with some of the stuff we've worked with. Um, so we don't, our whole thing is like, we don't build a site and then say, good luck. I uh, hope you like it. We're kind of like here to be uh, almost like a marketing team for some people to an extent, but with the focus of being really good at the website. Um, we've done a lot with different marketing aspects with like the Google AdWords, which we do still do a little bit here and there. We've done a lot of different Facebook and social marketing and in different other aspects where we're also able to kind of make those recommendations for our clients on whether it makes sense for them to make that investment at certain points as well. Or if they're better off kind of spending more money on their SEO or spending more money on their team or creating content from a third party, stuff like that. Um, so we've kind of we're, we're the base. We're like the main part where the client and the customer that they have talk where we're their kind of digital brand. And we do really well at making sure that digital brands are basically branded perfectly and they look very professional because uh, a lot of people more than people understand that before they make a decision, like to double check a website and just make sure it's legitimate. Um, and it's not, you know, it could be a freelancer. It could just be some guy, you know, going door to door by all means, but we want to make it look like they've got 20, 30 employees that are, have been doing this for 10, 20 years. That's our goal is to give that little bit more trust before, you know, somebody buys from a business and gives them multiple thousands of dollars. So we do yeah. that really well. That's kind of, and like John, well, like, you know, that's for in the beginning that works so well to go into your point, because we, we like to say, you got to fake it before you make it sometimes too. Right. So having that presentation and that appeal to people that you're larger than what you are um, is really, really big for when you're first starting out too. That's why little things like a vehicle wrap, some people can try to, you know, kind of size that up, like how much money am I really going to get back on that when it's almost an automatic, you just have to have it out there because just having anything out there by putting one truck out, we all know when we put our first truck out, you get so many people saying, I see your trucks everywhere when you know you only have that one going around. So, um, you know, uh, for all our listeners, too, uh, this is my first time speaking with John. So I'm going to try to extract some of the questions that you viewers would have and would want to know, especially starting out. Um, the one point that I was interested in in the intro that you had was the East Coast versus the West Coast. And um, I'm interested on seeing what you have heard works throughout the country and what you've seen, you know, is working better in this area, what's not working better in that area and see, you know, for the listeners, if someone's listening right now in Texas or California, maybe they could pick up a little tidbit right there of what's actually uh, working a little bit better in their area. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the biggest thing we see a lot, um, and it could almost be 
um, more than just East and West is really just the seasons come into play so much for a lot of service-based industries. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact, Creighton, and it sounds like yourself as well, might see a lot of that, whereas you might be doing uh, for six, seven months of the year, a lot of epoxy floor during the day. But once winter comes, um, you know, people kind of calm down or they start thinking seasonal. That's when the holiday lighting comes so basically back into play full force. So you're kind of like doing this little bit of a shift while still keeping it as the core of your company. So you're just expanding your services a little more to keep everybody busy, keep things going. Um, but you also see places like your Arizona where you don't see as much of a season while you have like your summer is your winter down there in per se. We have a lot of companies down there, which we always tell them just keep going and don't slow down because you've got the chance to just keep hitting it throughout the entire year versus hitting it for three months, getting really busy, taking a, a step back. It's like, just keep going all in on your marketing and keep building and building, building. And then you can start thinking about what staff comes in to take over certain aspects as you're scaling um, from that kind of side of things. But I'd say, yeah, the biggest part really is just the seasons. Um, seasons play a huge part in marketing in your day-to-day -day business. And most of us just grow up where we're already at. So it's like, you don't realize it um, until you start talking to the same kind of people like in those areas. It, it's really interesting to say the least. The HVAC companies and uh, Arizona are, I mean, they're constantly busy. The HVAC companies out in the Midwest, I mean, they've been busy for like the last two months and then they'll take a break until winter when everybody's heater. Yeah, you start. know, it's, it's like when I used to play, when I first started my business, I actually used to go by the Home Depots and department stores, right? They're so good at changing seasons and preparing. They're always that, you know, two months ahead, you start seeing the pool chlorine come in when it's already uh, still a little bit cold out, but the winter's just ending or it's just turning into spring, right? As you see already, now uh in in about a month you'll start seeing the fall stuff come in here at the end of summer and they'll be selling the thanksgiving the uh the halloween stuff so um you know i used to uh keep that in my head for marketing to try build a seasonal calendar because uh you know the big guys do it so well yeah and a lot of times you, you really have to from like an advertising standpoint know what your seasons are ahead of time because if you are for instance a landscaper in the midwest um you know, there might be people, people that do lawn mowing and stuff like that. Most of those people right now are cutting their budgets back because everybody's already found somebody to mow their lawn for one or two more months. Um, so they should have already basically spent all their money two or three months ago. But you would have not known that unless you understand how your seasonal clients work. And it's so important um, to really dive into that before you even spend a dollar because you could just be burning money right now, uh, which I've had a couple conversations with some people every other month. I'll be like, look, we're spending five, 10 grand, whatever we're spending. Um, but it's so slow right now. It's, it's just a waste of money. Let's give you that money back where you can do more um, signage. You can do more vehicle wraps, something that isn't necessarily going online, but this money's getting burnt regardless because Google and Facebook, they'll spend every dollar if you let them. So it's just <laughs> right. like, they don't need it anymore. <laughs> we, we could use it so a little So starting better. out, you know, especially when you're starting out a brand and a business and you don't have a lot of capital, Boots on the ground marketing has always been, even in today, people have, you know, grown their businesses tremendously off the boots on the ground type marketing. So that could be, you know, door knocking, yard signs, clip flyers, things like that. Um, in the digital world world that you focus on so so well and, and so good at, um, what do you think for that for someone starting when they're starting off? What's some of the best returns on their investments that they can get? Um, boots on the ground, of course, is one thing that everyone can do without having to, 
you know, uh, do anything digitally, but to start off your brand, if someone doesn't have a bunch of money to start running, you know, thousands of dollars of Google ad spends and Facebook ads, what would your suggestion be just to get at least something implemented so they could get uh, up and running? Yeah, I think it's really about doing a lot of that, that basic signage, those yard signs, doing the door decals or hangers, um, going through the door to door walkthroughs. If you're a door knocker and you got a team that does door knocking awesome as well, you got some guys that are hustling it. That's great. But also keeping in mind, you should be utilizing any type of free digital assets you can be doing to go hand in hand. So for instance, if you're going to put out uh, door hangers, going to spend 500 bucks, which is a very affordable amount to do. The best thing you could do is throw a QR code on it so that they can scan it and go to the website that you might have. I, I always put everything back into the website because that's where you, your ideal lead should end up at some point. And it's because you can go on Facebook right now. You can get a free Facebook pixel. It doesn't cost a dollar. Throw the pixel on your website. It's super easy. Um, and then you can go on Google, get a free Google Analytics account, throw the Google Analytics code on your site. And now once those QR codes are scanned, you can start tracking these users for 90 to 180 days so that as you're building these organic sales with these people that you are meeting, and then you kind of make that decision in two months while you're just getting things moving, you got just enough money. Maybe you're like, finally have 500 or thousand bucks to spend. Now you've got every single person, you've got data on every person who scanned your QR code ever in the last basically six months of your business existing. So now you have a chance to advertise and get in front of those people for pennies on the dollar versus paying money to get in front of people who don't even know who you are. So that's like the most affordable first steps you can do in terms of going hand in hand on your digital and then with your already boots on the ground side of it, because everybody does boots on the ground first makes sense. It's the easiest way to do it. And, um, you know, most people that are getting their companies going aren't, you know, these marketing gurus or anything. So they just know how to speak to people about what they do. Um, I'm a big proponent about, you know, I know talk to Creighton about it a lot is social media, um, new business owners. It's free to do an Instagram account. Um, it's free to do a Facebook. If you're going to do anything, those are the two I recommend. Instagram is so easy to build a brand with um, and just scale just by going on there three to five times a week showing a project that you're working on and just posting stories constantly. I mean, I hired my, my lawn guy. It's some 24 year old kid. Um, just because I thought his Instagram stories were hilarious and, um, he does really good work. So I've been Who using him for two years. Uh, doobie lawn care. Oh yeah. Um, Richard, Richard doobies. He's all over Facebook. He's responding to everybody's. He'll uh, respond to everything. If you message him, he'll send you a quote on an Instagram message uh, immediately. And I like it. I mean, there's a, a billion of these companies. I use this kid. It's his second year. Like I've been with him since he first started just because I saw this. And um, and I, it, it's I just like about that little hustle like that that actually do good work. So, yeah. Um, and, and the cool thing is you can use Instagram to find popular areas to go to um, if you're going to door knock, if you're going to put stuff around and it's free. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, John, I, I think uh, you have a you have a good mindset as far as you understand the principle of old school marketing, along with new school, you know, old school being your boots on the ground, your print, I think it's all, you know, all goes hand in hand, everything from your, you know, having a good brand, obviously, is important. I've learned that, you know, and showing it on your, your trucks, your trailers, your yard signs, all that's great. But also having, you know, your digital side as simple as a website, you don't have to spend I mean, you should spend money online, but if you can't, 
at a minimum, you got to invest in a good website and your base social media. Uh, moving on from that, John, kind of kind of a side note. This podcast is kind of focused on. We're trying to be focused on growth in numbers, is what we're referring to it as. We uh, are trying to help people understand how to grow their numbers in their business and also understand the numbers. To me, you kind of can do a little bit of both. You obviously are, are great at what you do in the marketing world with bringing people to people. So honestly, just getting more fucking leads is what you, you know you can do. Somebody says, hey, I can spend this, flood it. I know you guys can do it. And you follow through and you do really well at it. On the other hand, you guys also have some really cool um, you know, technology where you guys are tracking the analytics and all that stuff. Um, so kind of a two-part question. One, what is growth? And when you think of growth in numbers for you, just as a business man and entrepreneur, what does it mean to you? And then if you can follow up with that, you know, with how you can help people understand their numbers through marketing and how valuable that is, that'd be great. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, you know, when I look at scaling and growing a company, the first thing we always talk about, even when I'm talking to new companies, um, it's what what is your profit is number one. If you can't understand what your profit is on a service you're offering, you you, you can't even move forward. So you, I guess you could even say your profit or your margin, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, I guess you need to know the whole side of it. So if you're um, selling, we'll just, for example, use, we'll just use epoxy flooring like yourself. We're going to sell epoxy flooring. We need to know our margins on it. So we need to also know what we think our average customer is going to look like. So if we know our average customer is a $5,000 garage floor and our margin is, we'll just say 50 to make it easy. We know we're making $2,500 just with the product. So then we can now look at your employee costs. We'll take that off the top. We'll just assume I'm just making up numbers. It's uh, 500 bucks a day. You're in and out in two days. So you got 1500 bucks left. And that is your final profit. So now we know we have $1,500 we can either pocket or we can use some to scale the company. And by scaling, we could use it 500 bucks um, towards Facebook. We could use 500 bucks for AdWords and then keep $500. I don't know. And then now we can start seeing, I know at most, if we're going to spend money online, we cannot spend more than X amount to bring one customer in because I don't like to pay my customers to do work for them. Um, so it's really just, I always take back to what is your actual margin? You need to know that. Um, how do you know that? You know, look at your product cost, your estimated employee cost. Obviously some of this will go up and down and then pick out what you think your average customer would look like. You're going to have some that are 10 times bigger. You're going to have some that are half the size, but at least you have an idea and then you can kind of start planning out your scalability. Um, if that kind of helps answer that a little. That's how I always like look at it. I always look at it from making profit first and then take your steps back on what you can spend. I never try to make a negative margin ever. I mean, I guess it could happen sometimes if like some a mistake was made, but you should never uh, ever be paying your customers to work on anything. No, but it happens when you first start. <laughs> I think we both know that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, speaking of that, tell me about one of the most painful moments and learning lessons you've had as an entrepreneur the last five years? Um, I think the hardest, well, I've been doing marketing and design and the whole industry for so long. The biggest thing I think a lot of people don't realize, and it's for really any company is like, you need to be able to take your emotions out of it and realize that it's not about you. It's about, you know, the client. So you're there to provide them a service, whether, whether it is, you know, lighting, whether it is, 
um, flooring, whether it is, you know, building a deck for somebody. Um, and when you can take your emotions out of it, you're able to really build better products and services. So at the end of the day, like I might make a website design that I'm in, in love with and the client just doesn't care for it. And I'll just kind of move on from it. In the past, I used to get like super kind of like bent up out of shape on it like three or four years ago um, until I realized I can still make something that uh, functioned high, as a high quality product, but the client also liked. So you can kind of find that in between um, hard things, you know, to deal with, obviously, in, in the grand scheme of it are you will have people that while you're still trying to make something that works, they don't even like it. Maybe they it just wasn't the best customer. Um, learning to just walk away from that and eat the eat the cost and refund everything was probably the hardest. I've done it two to three times total out of you know almost 200 clients. I've just given a full refund and just called it a day versus arguing yeah. with them and uh, waiting for a bad yeah, review on Google. I'm like, just take it back. Yeah, it is what it is. The, the next question I have is, I think all business owners, no matter what industry you're in, every industry is probably a little different, but how much do you think you should be spending in marketing uh, based out of your, you know, your top line sales? Is there a certain percentage that they say in the industry, um, you know, between your ads and your website and all that? Um, it varies. Um, I always, again, base it on what your profit goals are for them in the year. A lot of people throughout the industry always say it's 10% of your total revenue through the year. You should put towards marketing, which I think is pretty wild. I mean, if you're doing a million a year, they're saying you should spend a hundred grand. And I'm like, maybe, I guess if you added in truck wraps and business uh, flyers and maybe online advertising, yeah, that could add up pretty quick. Maybe um, for the first year, but I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, do that I, to do a million dollars every year. I mean, that seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in instances where it was about 15 to 20% on companies doing 50 million to 100 million. And it's just crazy. But at some point, you hit a cap, you can only spend so much. Um, but it, you, that's a kind of larger scale. When you're talking about people getting started, though, um, I always just say there are aspects you can go where it doesn't cost the money, which we kind of talked about earlier. If you can do certain things on your own that are free, and you can find the time to do that, then do it. And as a new business owner that's getting things going, you should have that time, in theory, um, to focus on your social media, um, just doing basic posts, get things going. And then as you start scaling, then you can look at the cost of bringing an employee on to handle it for you or offsiting it to a third party that's another marketing company. Um, but I'm a big proponent about keeping expenses as low as possible um, and only using things that you might need. So it's a tough one to say. I mean, if you can understand what a cost per lead looks like, then you can kind of figure out what your cost of doing marketing might be. Um, if you know you need 100 customers and you're in, for instance, a an orthopedic office, your customer lead just lead just a, a lead be $40. And then you might only close one out of 10 of those. So if you've spent $400 to get one lead. And if you want 100, you're in theory, spending 40 grand. So that might be your yearly cost to get 100 new customers just on that side of things on digital and then factor in um, all your print materials and doing interior wraps and all that stuff for your business. Um, but you need to know your margin, you need to know what you can make off a customer and how many customers you need or want if you have a certain number you're trying to hit. Um, you know, everybody, usually I always say everybody's first numbers, they want to make a million a year. Um, 
so just figure out what you need to do to be profitable to a million and then work your way down the pipeline. Yeah, I feel like in our home service business on the pressure washing side, you're usually uh, messing around with the admin percentage and your marketing. So if you have more salespeople, you might do a little bit lower marketing because you try to have salespeople that are driving in that le the leads as well. But if you are doing more of digital quoting and only mostly online quoting, like a landscaping service can do for a weekly cut or a maid service can do by judging your rooms and houses and stuff like that, um, you know, then you would be spending more on your marketing and less on, obviously, commissions for salespeople and stuff like that. So um, I know for us, you know, we're in that like you said, uh, we're more in that like five to 10% range, right? Right in that sweet spot. You try to do it like that. And as you said, if you have, uh, I could see why if you're doing multi million dollars, that goes up obviously because there's more mouths to feed and you got to be making sure that, uh, you know, the, the leads are coming in and the sales are funneling in. So, um, I like that you have the whole approach about the, the seasonalities because as a Christmas light installer, um, you know, our marketing plan is actually kicking off for this weekend. So we always do a Christmas lights in July early bird special. And honestly, we already saw um, each year it almost gets early and earlier. And we already had Christmas light estimates come in in June where we're selling Christmas lights. So we already have those Christmas fanatics dribbling in here and there. So what does that tell you? as someone with marketing, if you started to first start, you know, seeing that people are having the whiffs of the garland and the holly and uh, the peppermint and uh, the candy canes, you know, would you uh, suggest that owner uh, put some money towards marketing or should he sit back and wait back till October, November when everyone's thinking about it? Oh, no, I always say like, now is your chance to get ahead of the curve. So now what you're doing is you're you're pre branding ahead of all your competition, however money that may be, if you can get ahead of your season, even if it's a little bit, um, I think that's ideal, because once you're stuck in season, all of your costs go up to advertise because it's like going to an auction and you know, you might go on like the most off day ever and they bring out this insane 1960s model car that's just beautiful and you're one of two people in the crowd that's bidding on it. And obviously you have no competition to bid against you. So it's ideal for you to be there that day that nobody else is even thinking about it uh, versus the day three months down the road, uh, middle of summer. Um, everybody wants to be out at this fair to go watch this auction. And you've got the same car, but there's 80 people you're going against. Like your, your cost would be so much lower with the less competition. Um, and I, of course, this is preseason. Postseason, don't waste the money because you've already done all the work. You've already got as much as you could. Um, if somebody's, you know, middle of a season asking for a service, it means one of two things. One, um, they can't afford the service that they're already paying for. Or two, they've pissed off who they're working with. So they're probably not a great client in the first place. So <laughs> there's always a third option where you might get lucky, but 33% chance that's probably not that. Actual oh, how, <laughs> how true that is that we've seen in, as far as the Christmas light side, right? Um, someone that was shopping early in, in, in uh, maybe the end of January or early February, it's because their Christmas lights are still up. They've argued with that company. They might have been fired as the client. And now they're trying to find someone to, uh, you know, put a bandaid on everything and act like the last service was so terrible.
and it's all on the last service, right? So I totally understand that point. That That's totally a true point. What the percentage is, right? Who knows? But it definitely exists out there. Yeah, and if you can automate any of those processes to an extent, it is even better for you as the business owner because, I mean, you might be in a transition from another service right now, like the power washing and everything, um, where it's like, do you have time to field all these holiday lighting quotes when you might not have your pricing locked in for the season just yet? Um, so you can start building out those forms online that can give people, you know, at least figure out what their budgets are in a range. And then you can start pre-qualifying some of your leads ahead of time versus, hey, I've got 20 people that really want to talk about this right now. And then you have to call them all and only like two of them are worth it. Um, instead, start utilizing some online aspects of forms um, or even automating an Instagram message. I'm not even sure. D different stuff. You can just be there. Maybe you have two questions you ask them in a message like, um, do you have a budget and what's where's your house located? If you know the communities because you're a local service provider, you have, I have to assume, you know, most communities in a 10 mile radius that are the money. Makers. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that, like... that's a huge point. Um, we, we have where. Um, if anyone's using a CRM platform, we have they have links that you could put in your social media. So when a customer responds or reaches out to you, it auto responds with that link to say if you'd like to get an estimate. So now your office or your company doesn't have to do double data entry. They'll fill out that request. Your office you know, comes into work and that request is in the email. They've already put their name their email, what services they want, their phone number, all the questions that now you don't have to, you know, go through a call and, and sometimes pry, right? Some people that are price shop and they don't even want to give the number of the house. They just want the price. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, CRMs out there that are affordable and easy. And there's a lot that are unique to every industry. There's so many of them. We always recommend from like an open standpoint, um, active campaign is super easy to get set up for any business of any type. Um, and you can do automations for emails. So it's like if the client filled in your form on your website, you just want to send them another email asking for some additional questions that you don't have to do. Um, and then on top of that, you've got options like HubSpot, which is they have new affordable business options as well. Um, Tons of them. And there's just so many, but those are like your main ones for that stuff. Since, since you happen to have been talking CRMs, uh, I've just seen thousands of them. It's like never oh, ending. It's, it's kind of overwhelming, but they do the same thing. <laughs> Question of the day for you from me. You're a home service business owner. I don't care what industry you're in, plumber, electrician, whatever, power washer, who, who gives a shit. You're saying, I don't know, 800,000, a million in sales. You got you and three, four, five employees, an admin, and you're just stuck. You don't have enough leads. You don't know jack shit about marketing. You got a half-assed brand you know, decent logo websites got a little bit of information. You post three times a month on social media and you're just not, you're just stuck. Like you, you've grown organically, you know, to this date, how do you, where, where do you start? Like, where do you start? You know, you got a budget to spend, you know, $25,000 a year. Where do you start and what do you do? Yeah, I think, you know, start at the stuff that you can do free right away. Um, that maybe you haven't been doing. So things you could do immediately are if you haven't already hit up any of the chambers that you could get into, figure out all those local chamber of commerce. I, most of them, in my opinion, are a big waste of time in terms of going to the events and all that. But if you can find an active chamber that is posting on a Facebook and posting on an Instagram, get featured on those groups. That's phenomenal. If you can find some local Facebook moms or real estate 
own company that you can do a little feature video with costs no money, just your time to go on them and just talk with them. Um, similar to like a podcast like we're doing, but maybe they just do a little feature about you. All you can do is ask these people if they would be willing to feature you or trade service of some sort um, and get onto their platform to get in front of more people for, and we're going to put finger quotes for free while you might be trading service or time for that. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, if you're not already doing some sort of small digital advertising, you should be just from a branding aspect of it. It could be as little as 10 bucks a day, which is only 300 bucks a, a month, which is less than most employees make in a day. So it's like, if you should be able to justify that, um, just to keep things going. But I'm a big proponent about just reaching out and doing some tort of, sort of, you can almost just call it networking. Um, I was able to scale our business from uh, yeah, yeah, networking. Yeah, we, we know that. That's your traditional stuff. I yeah. know that, that's, that's easy. I mean, you should you should always be doing that. But I'm talking digital. Like, mm -hmm. I'm talking what you know, what you're good at, beyond what shaking hands and, and doing work and getting referrals that way. Digital, like, how important is a good fucking website? Yeah, it. I mean, it is, in my opinion, the base of every company right now. Because you could spend all this money on print, you could spend all this money on your advertising digitally or in a newspaper. I know a lot of people are still oddly enough doing that. Um, any of that stuff, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they're coming to the website to contact you, learn where you're at, who you work with, what you do. Um, and if you're selling any type of home service, most of the time your website is your portfolio and your only opportunity to physically sell to that person. If you're not doing something on like a thumbtack or um, you know those other third parties that people can sign up on. Um, and in my opinion, you're going to get all this information that you own. Um, you can start building your SEO long-term. A lot of people I find they, they don't do the website. They don't utilize all the free parts of a website. You can build your website. You want an about page, you want a gallery page, but you can extend a gallery into being more of a portfolio by saying there's a gallery for every single project. So all of a sudden you might have, um, I was just talking about this actually with somebody that does pools in Indianapolis. They might do, um, Herma pools. Yeah. So they do, um, Check them out. yeah, Anybody it's great. So we're getting ready to help them out. Yeah. I want them to basically post galleries and write-ups of every job they do. So it'll basically look like this. It might say new in-ground pool installed in Carmel, Indiana, um, for and it might just say like this community whatever community is over there so now on google it'll start ranking for in-ground pools in carmel it'll rank for in-ground pools in that community it'll start ranking just for pools indianapolis um and then you'll have a beautiful post with a bunch of great images that it could even it doesn't even have to be great images it could be on the phone the whole point is that you're posting this stuff that gives the potential client a little more access to your business to see a little bit more about you um and it could be you know, very basic stuff. I mean, we've got a power washer out here, um, funny enough, who absolutely just kills it by posting photos of spraying water. And it's like people, they know it's power washing, but when they can see it, they're like, I don't want to do that. So you just want to like, okay. everyone's got lost in that, that uh, therapeutic uh, power washing reel, right? On Facebook or Instagram, when you're scrolling through and it's a guy just blasting all the dirt and green stuff off. And you're just like, wait a minute. That that and you just get lost in it, right? You like following it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, your site's there. It's the base. Your site is. It's doing a couple right. things. Everybody it's goes to your website. Like, yep. No matter what. I mean, you could be seventy-five years old and see me 
and you know hear about me from a, a, a flyer that went to your mailbox or through the paper or a door hanger that was put on your door or you see me on Facebook they're going to the website you want to funnel them there like at the end of the day they need to learn who you are what you do and fill out the quote request or contact form like yeah if you're not I actually hear a lot of stories too where people will be in the middle of quoting out a job um they've already met with these people they've been there multiple times um and the last thing they do before they sign is check the website they didn't even look at the website prior they just want to know before they sign on the dotted line or they give the credit card or check over that this company is legitimate as possible that they're investing into themselves to look great as well um because the quality that you are putting online should show in obviously your service so if you got some junk website who's to say you don't just show up and and mess up somebody's house or or just half-ass a job you know um i think it just kind of is a reflection of who you are as a business and if you don't know how to do websites that's fine that's what people like me are here for um it's you know there's different services out there that help hold your hand throughout the whole process as well um you know the best best, best website i've ever built when i first started in the landscape industry eight years ago on wix it was yeah. awesome it worked yep. so good no it, it was horrible no conversion <laughs> at all. Like honestly, what's what's your average site cost to build out? Like two two grand, twenty five hundred bucks initially, mm-hmm. and then and then, and then we do what, it's three ninety nine a month. So we have it as like four hundred bucks a month essentially, and that includes the a fresh unique design to fit every business. Because I think a lot of people get sucked into kind of like the Wix templates, um, which if you're just getting started, that's fine. It's a good first step is grabbing a Wix template, put as many changes that you can figure out how to do in and calling it a day. Um, but we like to make everything unique to the user uh, and get them set up. And then the biggest thing too, is keeping it up to date, you know, posting those additional project galleries, doing all that stuff, which is where we started doing with our business is we keep that in the monthly cost where we don't charge people like a, a law firm. We're just like, Hey, send us what you have and we'll put it on the website so we can expand it. Um, and it's just kind of what helps you grow organically long-term. So if you're doing that stuff with your website as the base, long-term six, 12 months down the road, you're going to start showing up in all these different search engines without spending a dollar. So in theory, you should not get slower. You might get slower if you turn your ads off, but you're still going to be getting these organic leads, even if you don't want them, unfortunately, because you've done the work to show up as the expert to Google. Um, I actually just had that happen. I had a client um, that was a landscaper in the Midwest buy another uh, landscape company and uh, they took over the website and now they're getting all these leads that won't stop coming in. And he's like, it's for like a, a, a smaller service. He's like, I can't stop these leads. He's like, I don't want them. I'm like, well, even if you delete the page, you've already ranked because Google thinks you're the trusted provider. Um, so it, it's it's pros and cons, but um, if you want leads, long-term for free got to spend that time on the base so john you you are you really sound like a guy who knows what he's doing you know you're very intelligent you're very in tune with the marketing um you know you you come across very well with your product i'm even interested here i'm I'm gonna have to message you after uh, this podcast and uh dive into some of these uh time to get a real website brendan i I, I heard that uh we got like a we get some growth in podcast discount or something I heard, you know, but um, <laughs> no, but uh, my last question I'll leave with you here um, really is on, on following up with Creighton's point before too. So as a new uh, 
a new service or whether you're a service existing for 10, 20 years, maybe you haven't made such the big, you know, a big switch to uh, the digital age. What are the platforms or a list of platforms here real fast that every business starting in 2022 should instantly have a page for? Uh, So like an example, like a Google My Business page, right? That's probably the number one thing you can do right now in your life as a business owner if you don't have it. Um, And, you know, you could take it for there what the list would be. Yeah, I mean, I was actually going to go right into that. I mean, right now, the number one thing you can do is get your Google My Business up and going and start getting reviews from family and friends, recent customers on that Google My Business. Uh, Google has been pushing Google My Business pages so high up in the search engine, it's unreal. And uh, it's, it's more important than it's ever been. And we're starting to see that a lot of our time has been just making sure the information on Google My Business sinks into websites even better. Um, it's very, very large. The, and the first thing you can do, get your first five reviews on there. That's all you want. Get five reviews as soon as possible so it looks legitimate. After that, uh, Facebook, Instagram are, are easy ones. If you're a B2B company, a LinkedIn has to be there of some sort. Um, I don't really recommend B2B. I mean, uh, I don't recommend LinkedIn for more B2C clients. If you're selling to homeowners, LinkedIn really isn't going to do much for you. But if you're trying to be long term, establish yourself as an industry leader and maybe sell courses in your industry, LinkedIn might help you down the road um, for that aspect. Um, Everybody's asked me a lot about TikTok lately. Uh, If you sell to teens, I guess, I don't know a single young 20 homeowner that's spending what most people want, (laughs) but good luck. Some some of those TikTokers have Bitcoin, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's even worse than (laughs) right now. (laughs) But no, TikTok has its place. TikTok thing is is, uh, early on. I think that I've heard that ads, you know, are cheap and you get from a lot of people. So I'm actually starting July 1st going to start playing with it. So we'll see. I mean, it's early in the game with that. Um, Yeah, you, you get a lot of impressions. I always tell people it's similar to when Snapchat was a lot more popular. If you can blow something up on a TikTok for pennies on the dollar and then convert all of these massive followers you have back to your Instagram or Facebook, then you're that's even better. Um, from a business standpoint, your Google My Business is number one. Um, Instagram and Facebook are your second in terms of highest conversion leaders. Um, and then everything else is just kind of additional views and traffic. So if you've done the best you can on Google My Business, the best you can on Instagram and Facebook, then start looking down the tree of TikTok, Snapchat, um, I mean, you can, I, whatever else is even out there, LinkedIn, if you haven't done it. Um, but it's like, take everything one step at a time. And that's how we walk everybody through marketing. It's like, look, we're, we, we know you want to spend 10 to 20 grand a year, but we need to start at step one, which is your website. And then after we do that, let's make sure your SEO is good with your Google, my business. After we do that, let's look at Facebook versus as a business owner, starting something up going in overwhelmed and then half-assing everything, if you can even do it that well, is just not the way to do it. Um, it'll hurt you long-term and you won't, you'll just burn out. You won't have the time. You won't have the money to accomplish it. So let's take it one thing at a time and um, go from there. But Google My Business all day. And you can, if you get your Google My Business going sooner than later, you can get accepted into their new advertising program. So you can actually run Google ads on your Google map listing if you have a location, which is pretty cool but you have to get approved for it. And that's, I feel like it's cheating. But and let's face it. it. I mean, Facebook and Google 
are not really going anywhere. They're powerhouses in the United States as far as the economy and everything we do in our lives right now. TikTok, I think, was just in the news I read this morning uh, where the government might be banning them again because of data infringement or something. So, you know, before we invest too much in TikTok, you know, you got to like some of those uh, apps are, are like that as well. Right. So I, I think like you were mentioned, and if anyone's listening out there, just make sure you know Facebook and Google and Instagram are the three powerhouses, as John was mentioning. And obviously, everything is backed by step one, having a, a fully integrated website that can convert and explain your story and integrate with all those, uh, you know, channels of marketing. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, marketing is always changing. It's, a, on, on, it's evolving world day by day. And I think John john's realized that it's, you always got to be on your a game and be learning and be innovative and keeps you on your toes um i appreciate you coming on tonight john i, I think you've you've brought a lot of value and you, you've certainly helped me and i've learned a lot from you and continue to and your team's great i think it, uh, it's important for a home service business owner and any business owner to kind of summarize what you said to get an idea of what you're shooting for what kind of numbers are you trying to to hit and Put a marketing plan involved around that. And, you know, you may not be able to spend five, ten thousand $10,000 a month on marketing right away. Um, some people can, some people can't. So you need to have an idea with what you're shooting at and you need to hire a professional. I mean, at the end of the day, I, no matter what, I'm sorry, if, you, if you're getting a business and you can't afford to have a website built, why are you getting a business? I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it, it's let's face it, the economy's about to turn here and those that are gonna last are those that do things once and do them right. And doing it right is, is having a professional website built and then you add the different layers to it. Um, it's, it's, it's just important to identify who your ideal customer is and how you're gonna get in front of them. And there's a lot of ways to do it, just like John talked about. Uh, you know, So John, thanks for coming on, man, we appreciate it. Tell us where we can find more about you or True Mountain and if anyone's interested in getting any pricing, uh, how they can go about doing that. Yeah, yeah, you can check out our site, funny enough, uh, truemountain.com, T-R-U-E-M-T-N.com. Um, and just fill in a form, uh, contact us. You'll talk directly with my business partner. He onboards everybody. You can even email me directly, john at truemountain.com. more than happy to talk with anybody uh, about any questions you might have. Love doing these podcasts. Love doing stuff with you know people that like to grow their businesses. And for me, it's about helping the small business owners and people just getting started with less than 100 employees. How Those people are like basically, in my opinion, the core of America. So I'm like, you know, these, this is the American dream. How do I help people just in this giving out free ideas and thoughts that might have worked for me or people I know? Um, and, and that's really what it's about. So um, anybody has questions, you can reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to get prices over if that right, looks cool. Right before we close here, right before yeah. we close here. One tip to blow your fucking business up at the end of, for the rest of 2022. What what can what can we do? Hmm. One tip to blow up a business would just be remembering to invest back in your company, not your pocket. I think that's the biggest. Absolutely. I like, I like you. You heard you heard it from the best, the wise John White, uh, owner of True Mountain Marketing. That they're they're great at what they do. If so, if you own operate. Or, or getting ready to start a home service business. They're great. They're located out of Northwest Indiana, about 45 minutes south of Chicago, but they're not just a ho-dunk marketing company in Cornfield, Indiana. They're they're legit. They know what they're doing. Um, he's got a lot of experience. He's involved in every single website build himself. Got a great team. 
their content creation is through the roof too. Connor, Connor, their on their team is great, and I'm uh, I'm loving working with them, and I, I highly recommend checking them out just because I I think they're affordable. I I really do. I don't th- I don't think anything from I mean I think I know the initial site cost you know for the licensing fee and time that goes in to build it out varies based on the site, but I think it's like anywhere from two two grand to three grand, and that's that's nothing compared to when you're running a million dollar business. That's nothing. And then you're paying three ninety nine to four ninety nine a month, depending on the site and uh, how many plugins and you know what things you're looking for with it. Come on, guys, let 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 let's get with it. We're in two thousand twenty two. It's time to step up your game. Time to invest in your business. Get your marketing right. Dial it in. Get a website as your foundation, and and and, start, and go from there. True Mountain's the way to go. Brendan, what 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 are your thoughts on the uh, conversation today? What did you learn from? Yeah, truly uh, John? appreciate you, John, uh, hopping on here. Um, for me, I truly learned once more, um, you know, we have our website built and everything like that, but I know that it's not fully optimized the way that John's really talking about and diving deep in. So the one thing I'm learning, uh, from, you know, especially from this, uh, podcast was that, you know, the website's the number one thing, right? Start at step one. Step one is, is really big. Um, SEO, we've always dabbled with it but never kept it consistent. So uh, for me, you know, that's something I will definitely correct and and take away from this podcast is let's uh, start throwing the money towards that way before, uh, you know, opening up another lever somewhere else. Let's make sure the website's fully integrated and with the SEO marketing. So yeah, thank you so much, John, for coming on. Um, Everybody for listening. Thank you for listening. Like the podcast, share, subscribe. We will be back next week. And this has been the Growth in Numbers podcast. The Growth in Numbers podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings. Executive producers are Creighton Caudell of Level 10 Epoxy and Luminate Outdoor Lighting. And Brandon McCaffrey of Mr. Holiday's Lighting and Pressure Watching. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mail at numberspod.com. That's M-A-I-L at numberspod.com. And visit our website to get today's show notes and templates. Our website is numberspod.com. That's numbers, P-O-D, dot com.